My name is Mark McCann, and I'm a recruiter at the East Valley Institute of Technology, or as we call it, EVIT. Since my first day on campus, I've spoken with students and families every day who ask specific and challenging questions about each of our 40 plus programs here at EVIT. To get answers, I started asking my more experienced colleagues, and I uncovered amazing stories about our students, instructors, and alumni. Join me as I dive in head first and learn the authentic stories of the people behind the scenes that make EBIT great. This is The New Guy at EBIT. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The New Guy at EBIT podcast. This is episode number four. We are focusing on the EMT program here today at EBIT, uh, the Emergency Medical Technician Program. My name is Mark McCann. I am the new guy here, and we had two great interviews for you. Normally, we do three, but we had a little bit of a special episode for you today. Our first interview is Jaden Moore. She's a second-year EMT student who is already hired in her hometown back in Nevada, where she's originally from. We're so proud of her and excited. You get to hear her story and her experiences of what EMT program at EVIT did for her and how she enjoyed uh, different projects and different, different skills that she's learned. Then we get to talk to kind of a two-for-one here. This is really cool. We have Allison Crowley, who's an instructor and the alumnus, that we get to interview today. So um, she started as an EVIT student back in the day. So she found out about EVIT. She was new in town. Then we get to hear her story of how she got experience in the field, in the EMT field where she's driving the ambulance. She's a paramedic. She's showing up in emergency situations. And then now she's to come full circle and all the way back as an instructor and how she's using the inspiration that her teacher gave her to now influence lives of, of students in our program. So we're really excited for this episode today. We hope you enjoy it. So uh, sit back, relax, and here are our two interviews with Jaden Moore and Allison Crowley. We are here now with second-year EMT student Jaden Moore. Jaden, thanks for being here today. We really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're excited. Uh, little full disclosure, yesterday I was with Jaden in one of my tours, and so I got to know her a little bit. So this is awesome that we get to uh, get to have a conversation here and talk a little bit about the EMT program. So you're in your second year at the EMT program. You're almost done. You can see the finish line, right? It's, it's <laughs> almost the end of the year for you. But we want to backtrack and start from the beginning. So tell me a little bit about your story, about where you found out that, uh, that EVIT was a possibility for you. How did you learn about it? Well, I'm not originally from here. I moved here from Nevada. And so when I came to live with my dad, um, we would always talk about what I wanted to be. I knew I wanted to be something medical. And um, they told me about EVIT. So I talked to my counselor my sophomore year, and um, I had to take some online courses. But she helped me get into my first year program. So that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. So once you find that find out about EVIT. It's let's talk to the counselor. Let's see what, what steps we have to make. Did you yeah. go on the tour with the school? I did not get to go on a tour. Did you find out about it a little late and it was like, oh yeah. man, we got to rush and figure this out? Yeah. Awesome. So what was the first time you stepped on campus at EVIT? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, it was my first day and I was so scared and nervous and I was lost. Oh no. But um, I had my friend Nevaeh. She's still on the program with me. And we kind of, like, found our way through the buildings. I think we went through building 14 and 15 about three <laughs> times. <laughs> so you knew her from your homeschool? Yeah. Okay, very cool. So first day on campus, and that's the first time seeing the program. You signed up sight unseen. Yeah. <laughs> that's so great. So you knew you wanted to get into medical field, but did you have any experience with medical at all? Um, my mom was a nurse. Oh, great. But that's all I really had. I mean, I had a few different options that I wanted to do, 
But I think EMT really hit home with my mom being in the medical program already. Yeah, so so you know you have some experience around that. Mom, you know, when you're growing up, you see her going to the hospital all the time yeah. or, or a different facility. What made you decide EMT was specifically the program that would be the most interesting to you? I think I went through a few different ones. I wanted to do fashion. I wanted to do architect. Oh, I wow. wanted to do cosmetology. But I just think, like, the hands-on and helping people really, like, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm a caring person, yeah. and I always want to help out. So I think it just really hit home for me. It's interesting because it takes a very special kind of person to be an EMT, I believe, because you're the first one on the scene. Yeah. You're the first one there, and you're going to see some gruesome stuff. There's going to be just, there's no buts about it, right? Yeah. There's going to be some really hard things that you got to deal with. Part. What, so tell me a little bit about some projects or what's been your most favorite, your, your favorite part of this second year. I think my favorite part is learning the skills. Like, they're very tedious, and it's very nerve-wracking when you get, like, the first big skill packet, and we know nothing in it. Yeah. But now we're at the point where we know all of it, yeah. and we're just going over it and over it for memorization. I think my favorite part was the supine races. We okay. were strapping someone to a backboard. That was super cool. And running with them, like, trying to see who can get somewhere the fastest, or who can strap them on the fastest. Yeah, who can strap them on the fastest. And it's also the accurate, like, if you do something wrong, then you're just eliminated. Yeah, we, we had a... We had an EMT in my high school, my freshman year, that had uh, a football player break a bone in his neck. Yeah. And the EMT told him to roll his head around in his neck oh and gosh. not stabilize him. And he sued him one millions of dollars because you can't do that. You could yeah. paralyze somebody. Um, so getting those things right and learning those skills and having them ready in the moment. Uh, tell, tell me, so you got this huge packet of all these different skills. Yeah. Was that overwhelming? What, what was that like? And then... And then how does it feel now where you feel like you've got them all down? Well, it was super overwhelming, but um, there was a part in the year when there was a car accident right in front of EBIT, and I happened to stop for it because there was no one there. So I got out, and I basically ran my whole, like, through our whole skill sheet. You just went right into into EMT mode. Yeah. And, and thankfully, how did they go? no one was, like, seriously hurt. Yeah. It was just two different families, and I think a mom who, like, broke her hand. Yeah. But I, it felt really good. And it kind of reminded me of, like, why I wanted to do it and how confident I was. That's so great. So you have those, that the preparation kicks into play, and you're like, I'm ready in the moment. Yeah. I can handle this. That was so cool. And you stayed calm. You didn't freak out. Yeah. No, and, and just, yeah. So you, you have those those moments where, you know, you're needed and it's called for. And all of a sudden you're like, I got the skill that can plug right into this. That's a great feeling. You feel yeah. accomplished, and you left like, God, walking pretty tall. I mean, it feels good knowing that I can help. I think, I, like, my biggest fear is feeling, like, helpless in a situation, you know, not, not knowing what to do. Yeah. So all this time and all those, you know, those extra hours studying and practicing, now you feel like you're prepared. Yeah. So I'm tell excited. Me, yeah. Tell me about the next step for you. I know you have an opportunity lined up that's really exciting. I heard about yeah. it on the tour yesterday. Talk a little bit about how that came about and what, it, what the opportunity is. What's the next step for you? So I knew I wasn't going to college, but I knew I still wanted to be an EMT. And um, my plan was to move back home with my family. So I looked at ambulance companies in the area, and I found one. And I called them, and I asked what I needed. And basically, EBIT gave me all of like the requirements that I have. And I just needed to finish my NREMT test. So they said I, I could um, apply. And then we did a interview. And so basically, I'm going through the job process right now I'm just waiting for my EMT so once I get that I can just start you walk right in and have <laughs> yeah. a job how did how um how did you feel prepared 
wise. This is a terrible question. We're going to edit that out. Let me start this over again. How did you feel going into that interview based on the experience that you'd have that you had from Evit? I feel pretty good. I mean, we did kind of um, mock interview scenarios last year, and then we're doing them again this year. And we also worked on our resumes and um, professional formatting. Yeah. So I feel like I had like a really good lead on it. Yeah. Did you tell them about the car accident outside of even? Like, I was ready to go. I knew what to do. <laughs> I didn't actually. <laughs> no. So um, okay. So so all of a sudden you go from I'm a student. I'm studying this stuff to I have a job lined up. I'm ready to go. I'm going to be a professional in the field. What was that sense of accomplishment? How did you feel with that? And and what's the next step going forward after this NREMT test? It felt really good. It felt like a big relief because I'm so stressed about, like, I don't know. I don't want to seem like a failure to my family. Totally. <laughs> so um, knowing that I had something to go straight into after high school and not, like, falling off, you know, it was like a big relief, and um, I'm excited to go out there, and hopefully I'll become a paramedic or flight paramedic or flight nurse, you know. Yeah, so a flight paramedic. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, on Expo, the Expo Day, we had a helicopter come out, and there was a flight nurse and a paramedic out there, and we actually got to run a call with them. Not a real call, but yeah. <laughs> we got to get in our ambulance, and Miss Crowley drove down there, and we got to run a scenario with them. Wow. So yeah. you're, it's like the ambulance is a helicopter. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's something that you'd want to do? Is there a, is that like the top of the top that get to do that? Or what's the difference between an ambulance EMT and a helicopter EMT? Well, I think you have to go um, from EMT to paramedic, which is another course that you have to do. And then I'm not really sure how to get from paramedic to flight paramedic. I'm not sure if they're the same thing. Yeah. But I know you do have to you paramedic first man you just see you hanging out the window of that helicopter <laughs> and come flying in and all of a sudden you're there on the scene doing cpr we need five liters of o negative stat well i think it's going to be um the emt or paramedic that gets there first and the helicopter would be like if you are far away from a level one trauma center gotcha Gotcha. Okay, so I'm just <laughs> I'm just playing this out like a Hollywood version. You're like, get back to reality, Mark. This is silly. So this is this has been great to understand. I'm so proud of your success. We hope you come back and visit us. Must be a great feeling to go back home and to know like you've got a great job lined up in a field that you can be proud of and make your family proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you excited? Yeah. I'm how do your excited. How do your parents feel about it? I think they're proud of me. Yeah. You know, I like I get very stressed very easily. I come home tired all the time, but they told me that it's going to pay off and just hoping that they're right. Now you start to see it pay off. You're yeah. like, I got the job. I'm on my way. Well, good for you. Well, Jaden, thank you so much for taking the time. And we appreciate you coming out and spending some of your class time here with us and talking about the EMT program. Yeah, thank you for having me. We are here with EMT instructor Allison Crowley. Uh, Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to have you here. Of course, of course. <laughs> so um, the new guy at EVA podcast, we kind of just take a deep dive into each of the programs, uh, each episode. And we wanted to talk about the EMT program. And then I come to find out that you are an alumnus of the program yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, not to age anybody, but has it been... Four, five, six years? How long has it been? Uh, 2014 is when I graduated the program. Oh, okay, great. So, so It's been a little while. Yeah, not too long, though. Shoot, I, I graduated high school in 2002, so I <laughs> we got our 20-year reunion coming up. It's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it's been that long. Dang, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tell me a little bit about how you first found out about EVIT back when you were in school. 
Uh, so uh, I found out about UVic because uh, we had recruiters come to our high school, and I just asked a ton of questions. And I was in sports medicine at the time, oh, and wow. nothing that we offered at UVic at the time kind of aligned with sports medicine enough. So I said, well, emergency, that has to be like the closest thing. Yeah. So I signed up for my intro class. Then I went to the EMT program, and I just fell in love with how different it is, how new the industry is in general. And the teacher I had was wonderful. Miss oh, wow. um, Plow was just hands down one of the best teachers I've ever had in my life. Uh, she continued to be a mentor oh, when I made great. the decision to continue in emergency medicine. And, man, I couldn't have asked for a better like situation. And she has retired. She doesn't teach here anymore. But she got to train me for my first two years of teaching. So oh, that's great. I'm hoping that I can continue that legacy because, <laughs> man, she set me up for success. Well, and there's no greater feeling than having a teacher that feeds your, you know, your soul, feeds your um, excitement about a subject or a topic and kind of gets you passionate about it. And when you can find that connection, then to be able to follow in those footsteps, what an honor, what a great deal. I know, yeah. Every day I come to work and I just like look around and I'm like, well, if it if it wasn't for her, because she's the one who started the program yeah. 12 years ago, yeah. if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. And I just, it's a domino effect. Yeah. It? What would Miss Platt do? Yeah. <laughs> like you yeah. get a little bracelet around your, around <laughs> yeah. your wrist. What would Miss Platt do? Yeah. And, and being able to now see yourself in that role where you're impacting and having that, uh, that kind of a, a role for students to look up to you, how has that shifted the way that you've taught? Uh, well, my first year teaching, um, I definitely, just like any first year teacher, I was like, I just want to be everyone's friend. Yeah. Um, I realized that that's not, that obviously that's not how you're supposed to teach. Right. right? But um, that I found that balance of trying to figure out like, well, um, you know, I was in your spot and I can use that a lot and I can kind of relate to them a little bit. Like, I know this is hard. I know you have sports and you have prom and you have homecoming. Yep. And I just always try to preach like, not preach, but I try to push like open communication. Yep. Um, and I think that's kind of really helped me have relationships with our students is like if they're having a bad week or a bad day, all they have to do is come in, tell me what's going on. And I work with them. There's not really much that like unless you're <laughs> unless it's always all the time. Right. 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 But, don't let them take advantage of it. Right. Absolutely. And so it's, it goes from being their friend. And now this is a professional relationship where, yeah. look, as a professional, you want to communicate. You want right. to make sure that you're sharing those feelings if you know, something's going on in your life, or if you're feeling overwhelmed, let's have that conversation. And then we can move on from there as professionals. Um, so kind of to rewind, I jump all over the place. I'm sorry, but to rewind back, I like the, the correlation between sports medicine. I think there's a lot of students that love to be involved in sports and see that my brother was an athletic trainer, mm -hmm. um, and was really engaged in love being engaged in sports because of you know, that was his way to participate. But you really are the EMT on the field as an athletic trainer. Yeah, absolutely. First responder, you show up when you see that injury. But there's a little bit more consistency of, uh, or narrowed lens as far as what injuries you see as an athletic trainer. And then as an EMT, that really opens up. You can see all sorts of different things. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If I go back to my high school days, I mean, I've seen uh, ACL tears on the football field. I've seen bad tackles on the football field, but it was always, you know, sprained ankles, yep. knees, shoulder. Sweat. Yeah. But as an EMT paramedic, I have seen anything from someone's about to give birth 
to, uh, you know, I stub my toe. Yeah. Like, I mean, you see the whole range of things and yeah. uh, that's what makes it so fun. Cause every day is a little bit different. Yeah. It's exciting. It's new and you're helping people. Yeah. Um, can you explain a little bit for me being the new guy, the difference between EMT and paramedic? Uh, so EMT is that entry level certificate that you can get. Um, and that varies. So our program here is a regular school year long. Um, and then once you have your EMT, you can go to get your paramedic, which is that higher level certificate. Um, and you will learn how to give medications, do advanced procedures, like putting a tube down someone's throat. Oh, wow. Um, so there, it's a very big jump, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the schooling for it is very strict. And we actually just got done. Um, we got MCC to come talk to our students about the paramedic program that they offer. And I think it got a lot of students excited and kind of hit them with reality of what paramedic school is. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can kind of have that entry level where you're EMT, you've got your foot in the door, but you still can't do everything. Right. And then you go to, is it a one year or two year program usually for a paramedic school? Uh, it's a, it's normally about a one year, 11 yeah. to 14 months, I think is okay. kind of the range, the average in Arizona. Um, and then after that 11 to 14 months, you get to test for your certificate or, yeah. and then you're, yeah, and, and so then you can go into a lot of different fields, and I think that's one thing I'd like to stress for students, and maybe you could touch on this a little bit. Um, a lot of students will come in thinking, oh, well, if I want to take EMT, I'm going to be an EMT for the rest of my life. What are some of the career paths that a student who uh, completes the EMT program here at EVIT can take and follow, and in, in, in you think that EMT would be the best program for them to take to get to this career? Yeah, so... Uh I think that we always push in our program that EMT is that beginning. You, you start here because taking an EMT class really does open up your opportunities. You can work anywhere from a, on an ambulance, in a hospital, in clinic settings. You could do contract work for FEMA, given all the emergencies that we've been having around yeah. the United States. You could go and do deployments where you're going to New Jersey for three months or something like that. Um, and then, of course, working on an ambulance um, and I may have already said that, but yeah, no, absolutely. that's the big <laughs> um, one, right? Yeah, that's the biggest one. And, uh, a lot of people think that that's what you have to do after you take this course. But, uh, I have a lot of kids who want to go into nursing, um, and they love doing EMT and going into nursing yeah. because it kind of gives them that they don't spend a lot of time in emergency, the, in the emergency department in that nursing curriculum. There's just so much they have to cover. Right. But now they'll have that component. Um, I have a few, uh, soon or not soon to be but they want to be doctors yeah um and i know that i believe it's the university of arizona requires you have your emt to go into their um medicine program oh so they're already getting a head start yeah yeah that's great yeah. and so so you can see how that emt program can lead to you know maybe working in the emergency room or maybe working in i like that idea of the fema where wherever the emergency is that's where you go because you're the most prepared mm -hmm. Um, so talk about the shift from now you're in your program to you worked in the field for six or seven years. What was that shift like for you? And how did you how did you find finding a job and finding employment? Um, how did that work for you? Uh, so if we start at the very beginning, um, our teacher had not only was she a great mentor, but she also knew avenues and connections with other people. And that's what I try to bring into the classroom as well. Um, and so it was through those people and through her recommendation that I was able to get hired uh, pretty quickly after class. 
Um, and I started working at a standby company because at the time you had to be 21 to work on an ambulance. Oh, wow. Um, and that's changed? That has changed. You oh, can good. be 18 now. Um, good to know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, wh- back when I was trying to get into it, I couldn't right yeah. away. But it was through recommendations and got into a paramedic program. And then, uh, yeah, worked in the field. I worked primarily for a private ambulance company. Um, did that for a few years. Loved it. Uh, I liked working in a... I worked more in South, like Casa Grande area. Oh, wow. Um, so you got to see a lot of crazy stuff down there, and it was super fun. Yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of ATV accidents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Peop- yeah, it's it's a... There's stories. The there's Wild stories. West. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, and then I was like, I really want to... I, I was experimenting with maybe going into nursing. So I actually got a job in an ER as an ER tech. Oh, wow. Um, and I loved it. Uh, it was fun. You got to see a lot of cool things, but I ultimately ended up back on the ambulance because that was where more of my passion lied was yeah. going into people's houses and really building that like relationship in the moment. Yeah. Um, the hospital can be fun, but eh. There's well, a, it's too controlled. <laughs> well, it's a special kind of person. I was talking uh, with... Jaden about this before it's a special kind of person that can go into an emergency situation and let somebody know this is okay I'm here we can fix this and know exactly what to do not panic not go into shock because you see a broken leg or you see something gnarly or bad (laughs) Uh, so can you talk a little bit about how you get students to be in that moment it it does take a special person but can you also kind of train that into somebody and teach them Uh, I think a lot of what makes people that go into that shock is that they don't know what to do. Yeah. So, you know, when you have somebody who isn't medically trained, something happens, their mind's going, how can I fix it? But they have never had that training. Yeah. So, of course, their mind's going to search for those answers. And I think once you get the answers for how to do something, that anxiety level, that shock value plummets. Um, Are there still calls that I run on that I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing right now there's just so much going on absolutely the world is ever changing people yeah. are doing crazy things all the time <laughs> um but i think once you if you can really instill the basics in somebody that anxiety level goes way down yeah, yeah. so in your program uh, to be an emt here at, at evit you have to go through the first year of the anatomy and physiology course directly related towards the emt program and then the second year you're taking more hands-on you talk about some of the great projects or some of the work that you do that students really like in that second year? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in that second year, uh, which is you'll, you'll be with me the whole time, um, is or the other teacher, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, we just finished up doing some simulation calls. So we were able to put people into like their rescue companies, and we would dispatch them to a call. We used the radios to try to facilitate that real life, how you go responding, yeah. get on scene. Um, doing on-scene reports. Um, so that was really fun. We also did a mass casualty incident uh, drill where we kind of had the, our students, the other class, be actors. And then we had our class be the responders. And then we flipped it. Oh, wow. Um, and that, we tried to facilitate, you know, put something on YouTube and m- make the noise so it's <laughs> loud in there. Yeah. Flip create the, the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. We tell our students to just be kind of obnoxious because – in an, in an emergency, I mean, you, that is, you're not going to, you can tell someone to calm down. They're going to stare at you and scream yeah. louder, like, yeah. you know. So we try to create that that real life scenario. Um, towards the end of the year, we have what's called trauma days. Um, and we grab our ambulances. We go out into the parking lot and uh, we extricate people out of their vehicles. Um, we go around campus running, you know, simulated calls, of course. Yeah. Um, but it's just a, a very hands-on. We're not in the classroom all day. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. 
It's very fun. And so it, it's interesting how you can kind of take what you would assume would be a common call, if you will, and try to replicate that. But then you're really preparing them for something that they don't know is going to happen because there's such a wide array. Yeah. How, how hard is it to get them to wrap their heads around? Like, you're going to see some stuff that's going to be gruesome. Mm-hmm. You're going to go into some situations that are very difficult. How do you manage that with students who are walking in on the first day of the second year going, I'm ready to be an EMT? <laughs> um, so we actually, uh, we have this video that I was shown even when I was a student. And it was kind of just like, here's what EMTs really do. Yeah. And in that movie, man, there were some gross, uh, gruesome scenes, but it really made you think like, okay, is this for me? Yeah. And we have an open discussion afterwards and we love showing that that first week because students are still trying to figure out their schedules. And mm-hmm. if this is the time that you don't want to be an EMT, now is the time that we'll find something else for yeah. you. Um, but I think when students start to get their heads wrapped around, I was very much that overthinker kind of student as well. And I just go back to what was best for me, which was, okay, what are the basics? When all else fails, you have no idea what's going on. You have no idea why this person's sick. Do they, are they breathing? Do they have a pulse? And I just instill that in the students. Like if they have those things, then, you know, anything above that is great. Like you can do it. You can figure it out. Maybe you'll never figure it out and that's okay. Yeah. But just start with step one and then go to step two. And a lot of our brains think, oh, I've got to figure out step 15 way down the road. Mm-hmm. But if we can, you know, in those moments of panic, stick to what's what works, the basics and, and calm it down. Yeah. So then, OK, so you're you're out in the field and you're professional. And then this opportunity comes up at EVIT. Talk to me about how you heard about the opportunity. What what brought you back to EVIT to be an instructor? It's such a cool thing to hear about. Yeah. So uh, actually, right after I graduated, they needed skills evaluators. And so I was asked to come and be a skills evaluator for them. Um, so I kind of had still stayed in connection with the program since 2014. And um, when this opportunity came up, um, well, it came up twice. The first time I was, wasn't ready to really step out of the field and come into the classroom. And then the second time I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe now is the time, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it was, it was the perfect opportunity. I, I, it was just interesting because I was still working in the field my first year teaching. And, oh, wow. Um, so I was, <laughs> I was very tired. But um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, those are some long days. You're probably working <laughs> yeah. night shifts and working day shifts teaching. Yeah, Fridays I would come to work and then go to work. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was it, – at first I thought it was going to be a hard decision to make. But then when I realized that, you know, I'd actually – I had been teaching, you know, skills for so many years – I know the program. I know the heart of the program. And I figure, hey, I can help. I can do and continue the program. So, yeah, well, just what an amazing story to see, you know, students that stay connected with their old school. You know, we always love going back. I talked about my high school reunion coming up. We love going back. But when you can really stay connected mm-hmm. and become a part of that community and stay there, um, give back to what's been given to you. You know, that's where that, that dream is fulfilled. You, you, you sense a community here at EVIT of students that are just so happy to be here and keep wanting to come back and, and help out how they can with uh, whether it's an advisory board or you're a skills mm-hmm. assessor, was it? Uh, like, yeah, skills evaluator. Evaluator, yeah. thank <laughs> you. That word just escaped me. <laughs> a skills evaluator, and then all of a sudden, you know, these opportunities come up. 
Well, thank you so much, Allison. I appreciate your time. Allison Crowley is our instructor for EMT, one of our instructors for the EMT program here at EVIT, also an alumnus of the program. So we are so proud of you. <laughs> and thanks for coming back and thanks for telling us about the program. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. All right. And there you have it, folks. That is episode four of the New Guy at EVIT podcast, where we got to speak with the Emergency Medical Technician Program here at EVIT. What, what a couple of great interviews. It was so exciting to hear Jaden's story, where she's taking what she knows. She's already got hired. Um, she's already going to go back home to her hometown and make a big difference in those emergency situations. And it was so fun to interact with her and hear about what she loved about the program, how it's helped her find her path and, and where she wants to go in her future. And then we get to speak with the instructor, um, Allison Crowley. It was just so amazing to hear how she has shifted from student to professional and now back to instructor. She's come full circle here at EVIT. We're just so proud to have her on campus. It's such an amazing story. Um, what stood out for me between both interviews is just the compassion that they have for caring for people. You know, in emergency situations, oftentimes we think that People need to be cold. They need to be sterile. They need to be, you know, set away from the situation so they don't panic or react. But when you talk with these two professionals, well, Jaden being a future professional, you really feel how much they care about people. They're doing this job because they want to help. And it's a big hearted career. And I, that was surprising to me to find that it's less about, you know, kind of distancing yourself and more about getting closer and caring enough that you want to help and you want to be prepared in those moments. And I just think that's a really cool thing that, that we get to have an experience. So I learned that and I hope you enjoyed the episode today and, and both interviews. Uh, we kind of got two for one there, which is a really cool deal, but I wanted to share that story with you. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and thank you so much for listening. The new guy at EBIT is edited and produced by Jonas Pearson. Special thank you to the EBIT radio and audio program for their support. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share. New episodes are released every other Tuesday. To stay up to date on all the latest at EBIT, please follow our social media on all platforms. We are at EBIT News. My name is Mark McCann. Thanks for listening.